So today we have a favorite of mine, and it's the, it's the story of Mary and her sister Martha, who were sisters with Lazarus, who Jesus eventually raised from the dead. And it seems as though these three siblings were very good friends with Jesus during his public ministry. And it's nice to see this friendship, little aspects of it, and dynamics of it. This is a gospel passage that tends to bother a lot of people. Because Mary is sitting here at the feet of Jesus, and she's just kind of chit-chatting with Jesus, and Martha's doing all the work and preparing probably a nice meal and getting things ready around the house. And Martha objects, and she says, you know, Lord, Mary's just sitting there right now. Can't you, uh, can't you ask her to, to help me to set up everything? And that seems like a reasonable enough comment. And Jesus says, no. She's doing the right thing right now. And so I'd like to talk about what Mary's doing that's right. And I'd also like to talk about how we don't really do what Mary does as an overall culture these days. And I'd like to start by going back to our gospel from last week. You remember that it was the gospel of the Good Samaritan. But in the gospel of the Good Samaritan, the, the parable started with this question from a lawyer who runs up to Jesus and he says, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And then Jesus kind of turns it back on him and he says, What is written in the law? How do you read it? So then the lawyer gives the right answer. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus replies to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. So then we get to Mary and Martha, which we just talked about today. And we see kind of an image or an embodiment of this. Right? And so there's a priority. Love God first. Heart, mind, soul, strength. And then, love your neighbor as yourself. So Martha is, is, is following the second. She's serving her neighbor in Jesus. Mary is loving the Lord her God, who Jesus is. And listen to the, the words that are used here to describe what Mary is doing. This is, what the, this is what Luke says. She had a sister named Mary, and now listen here, who sat beside the Lord. And so we, we think about what it's like to sit side by side with someone, as many of you are right now with your spouses. It's a sign of affection, and it's a sign of love. Love the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God. And so she sits with the Lord in friendship, which Jesus has offered her, who sat beside the Lord at his feet. 
So this is the service. This is the service of God. Serving God. And listening to Him speak. Loving God with your mind. Being attentive to the words that come forth from God. And, and, and hopefully following through with them. And then Martha embodies this service to Jesus. And so the image of Mary, and kind of the point of, of me naming these things and going through this, the image of Mary who's sitting with the Lord at his feet, listening to him, is, is symbolic of worship. That's what worship of God looks like. And I don't think we really understand very often what worship is and why it's so important. Now, if I were to ask some of our senior members in, in the congregation today, and I were to start to do some, some catechism with, with them, they would have a pretty good idea that as baptized Catholics, it is essential to go to Mass every single Sunday. That's like beat into their heads, into my grandparents' generation. And they would know if you don't go to Mass on Sunday, the, the term for that would be you might be in a state of mortal sin and you don't want to be in that. And the way that you make right with God is you go to confession and you confess it. If it was actually your fault, if you had culpability, if you intentionally missed Mass. And so this was embedded in the thought as worship being kind of the pillar and the bedrock, weekly worship and holy days of obligation, being a bedrock of life, this worship of God. Nowadays, as a society, right, and we've seen this progression over the course, especially the past 50 years, since the 1960s more or less, is when the decline started to go harder. Um, not only in, in Catholic, we actually, as Catholics, if you look at the, the, Pew, the Pew studies on this, we actually do a little bit better than most with with uh, church attendance than other Protestant congregations. But across the board, there's really been a huge decline. And so it's somewhere in the range of 20 to 25% of baptized Catholics come to Mass on a monthly basis, at least once a month. Okay, so as a society, we have slowly stopped worshiping God across the board. Now, what I think is interesting about this is if you were to look at the scope of human history, this is an anomaly. This, this has not really happened before in human history where human beings stopped worshiping the deity or, or the gods. There's something in us as human beings that desires to worship God. There's an existential itch that we have 
St. Augustine says, You've made us for yourself, O God, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. There's this thing inside of us that desires to do what Mary is doing in the Gospel today. To be with God, to worship God, to pour our hearts into God, and to meet God's heart. To know Him, to love Him, to serve Him in this life. And for 70,000 years, which is roughly kind of the, uh, the marking point when modern human beings became like modern human beings, that's the point at which our, our great-great-great ancestors started to cross continents. It's when we start to see the development of language. It's when we started to see human beings bury their dead. And so that's kind of generally the, the number, 70,000 years. What we also see 70,000 years ago is the worship of God or the gods in our greatest ancestors. And so this is a part of us. That is to say, if we're not exercising and if we're suppressing as moderns this worship of God, which is fundamental and maybe the most, I would argue, the most fundamental aspect of our humanity, then you're going to have all sorts of wacky things that are going to happen as a result. So, like if you build a house on sand, it's going to crumble because the foundation's off. If you're not taking care of that most fundamental desire and need that's in your heart, then all the other needs and desires are going to be a little bit off. And so now, in 2022, we don't have a very basic knowledge of some of these most fundamental aspects of human life. If our worship of God's off, our family life is going to be off. And so now, we as human beings don't even clearly have an understanding of what it means to be a man or a woman. We don't clearly understand what it takes to raise children, a husband and a wife in a committed relationship as mother and father. We have all sorts of crazy notions of human sexuality. Things that were just common sense not very long ago have started to dissipate and fall apart. And so, this fundamental building block of the family is starting to dissipate as the worship of God dissipates. And then politics follow, so our capacity to govern ourselves. So you lose this fundamental thing that Jesus talks about today. Mary's doing the one thing that is necessary. What's the point of our existence? Once again, if you were to go back to the, my grandparents' generation, you asked them in, in the Baltimore Catechism, why do I exist? To love, to know, and to serve God in this life and to be with Him in joy forever in the next life, in heaven. Jesus, we ask you to help us to put our hearts in you, especially in the Mass, and to... Help our hearts to find their rest in the liturgy 
that you have given us, this way of accessing you, this way of serving you and knowing you through the Mass and through the sacraments and through the life of prayer and friendship with you. Help us be in touch with our deepest cravings and desires for you as as Mary was. Help us to not live in a state of anxiety and worrying all the time about everything else, but help us to follow through with the one necessary thing to invest in our friendship, in our relationship, in our service of you. Bless our families, Lord. Help us to be properly oriented as families and bless our country to be properly oriented and grounded in you. We ask all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Mary and St. Martha, pray for us. And let's just take a few moments in silent prayer to listen to and speak with the Lord.